and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. I watched Twister yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was that? Nothing like the board game. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Swift Scoops and Novelty Songs. <laughs> Oh my god. How long have you been sitting on that one? I just I was gonna talk about Twister for real and then I was like, this is really funny. Which one thousand and one funny joke books did I you wasn't take that sitting from? on that one. That one was off the cuff. Kelly, I saw you take out a little post-it note and then <laughs> uncrinkle was, it. It's honestly I can't believe I wasn't sitting on that one. That was so good. There's no way we can top that for our cold open. Yeah, I guess we. I guess. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, <laughs> Kelly. What was your review of Twister? Please tell us. Please let the audience know oh, your man. review of Twister. Hold on, Twister. I hardly know her. Am I funny? Yeah, no. Am I funny like Kelly? <laughs> no, you're not funny like Kelly. You're funny like yourself, Scott. Okay. Uh, the movie was clearly written by people who don't do what they are doing in the movie Twister. That's every not... movie, Kelly. <laughs> no, this one is like just way off. Just I cannot imagine it is accurate in any sense. I don't think the writers did like any research at all. Um, that's my Well, review. there's that it part where uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman ties his belt to the uh, blue circle. No, to the blue circle. Oh, okay. Uh, there's that part where he builds a soda machine on top of his car so he can drink through a straw through the ceiling. Very influential on my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who can't see Marty in his uh, gamer chair, there's a straw descending from the ceiling like he's in like a a plane that's going down. I'm yep. sitting in like a grandma chair right now, not a gamer chair. Oh, so I mispronounced it. Sorry. He's oh, drinking yeah. Doritos as we speak. Doritos. <laughs> Doritos. This week we are reviewing Sausage Party, a 2016 computer animated film directed by Greg Tiernan. I don't think we. I don't think anybody even knows what the name of this podcast is. I said welcome to Spooks. I said it right after he made the Twister joke. Oh shit! I'm, my oh, apologies. Wait. I'm sorry. Somebody didn't. No one said the subtitle. Yeah, so nobody podcast. knows what it's about. It's about yes. dumb shit. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> This film is centered around an anthropomorphic sausage who becomes aware of what his existence is and attempts to escape a supermarket, all while being chased by a murderous, literal douche. This film became the highest-grossing R-rated comedy of all time, was based on a story by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jonah Hill, and is very obviously meant to be a raunchy parody of Disney-slash-Pixar films, given that the plot is literally Toy Story. Hold Gentlemen. on. Highest grossing R-rated animated comedy? Or I think just R-rated comedy in general. I can verify uh, this right now. This will take no time. Please do, uh, because this is a podcast of merit. Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> We're the New York Times of podcasts. I mean, as far as the leading authorities on spoofs go, we hold ourselves to a high standard. And number one Highest is grossing Deadpool. R-rated animated film of all time. It's animated, Deadpool. yes, you're right. Animated comedy, my mistake. Not like Deadpool, a real movie, not animated. <laughs> yes, live action, like that Lion King remake that was live yeah. action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very real, very so, real. Yeah. That's how, when lions talk, that's what it'd be looking like. I think, didn't the Academy Awards try to, like, 
forcibly like push that into the animated category as like a dig at Disney because they were like, you didn't make a live action movie. We're not nominating this for anything in the live action categories. Yeah. Well, why would they nominate it for anything? They just like remade Lion King, but I mean, less. Yeah. It also, less it's fun. like yeah, right. How many? Yeah. You can't give uh, an Oscar no, to I mean, a that movie a remake was panned. of. Because I, I imagine, like, the, the the first Lion King, the original, probably won some Academy Awards. It was, it was I think like, it was Best but, Animated Film. Yeah. And the maybe music. Funny thing is that, that Beauty and the Beast remake they did was, like, well-regarded. Like, that movie was considered, like, an Oscar contender for a lot of the year. Uh, I thought it was, like, Lion... pretty critically panned. No, The Lion King was. Beauty and the Beast was was well reviewed but Lion King was like torn apart like people were so mad about that movie when it came out but it made like a billion dollars so whatever who knows anyway these hot dogs be fucking <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen what are your thoughts on sausage party uh, uh, Kelly would you like to start yeah I'll kick it off uh, sausage party's a bad movie <laughs> boy think, was it yeah so my thought is I think I like the concept of it like in general it's it's not an awful concept because I do like the idea of personification in like the real world wouldn't work the same way type stuff like it's based off my opinion is based off like it's Toy Story but what about like all the weird crazy shit that happens like in the real world you know so but the whole premise of Sausage Party is ruined as soon as they delve into like these terrible stereotypes that they just rely on and also i feel like it relies so heavily on it funny because hot dogs say f word like that's type of shit like this movie is literally the premise they don't they don't build on that at all if you've heard the premise of this movie you don't need to see the movie you get what the main joke of this movie is going to be that is the premise of the movie but then instead of the main joke being the premise they just make these like terrible like terribly racist jokes in my opinion and just like not funny i don't know it's just it it leans way too heavily on it being raunchy which well like, listen can work kelly kelly work. kelly yes. i i think i know what you're talking about when you say that it's like um racially insensitive but um there may be a few layers you're missing like it's actually a little bit more complicated than that so let me i'd like to break down <laughs> one thing as an example like the taco character Um, you take that and it's like, okay, on on the face value, right? It's, it's a, uh, a food of, of, uh, uh, Latin descent. So it's the, 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 the voice of the taco sounds like a Latinx person, right? Mm -hmm. And, And that might seem like a little bit like racially insensitive, but, um, there's a bit more, uh, uh, there's a bit more layers to this character. It's a little bit more complex because of the sexual identity <laughs> yep. of the taco. Uh, um, you see, she's yes. a lesbian, and um, I think what the writers had in mind is that uh, taco is a euphemism for a vagina. Mm-hmm. So, so they took that taco character, and then it's like, yes, she's Mexican, and yes, she looks like a vagina. So she's a Mexican lesbian. Isn't that I, and 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 that really is where the, the genius nuance. of this movie? Yes, the, oh the, the, yes thank you. The nuance of this movie yeah. lies. This okay. is this is this ta-da, is the ta-da, level ta-da, of, ta-da. of sophistication <laughs> we're dealing with here. I'm actually going to slightly disagree with you guys here. I do think, I think the movie's intention with the stereotype stuff 
was to make fun of Disney because Disney does this in every single movie. They always have ethnically stereotypical characters. Like that is a big recurring thing. They've gotten much better about that in to the extreme that they're now just like co-opting that stuff in order to gain good PR and things like that. But back in their day, I mean like Song of the South is the famous example, right? Where like yeah. they were so insensitive and so just like missing the mark on these things. And so I think that is what this movie was trying to do. But does that make it good? No, it's not good. It's not good or funny. Like, well, it's we've talked about the 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 like style of parody where like you uh, you can say that you're making something fun of you're making ugh, Jesus yes. Christ. You can say that you're making fun of something offensive by just doing the offensive thing, but to a quote unquote extreme degree, right? Where it's supposed to be obvious, it's a joke, but then it's also just like. You're still just or doing you're just it. making that joke but harder. Like yeah. yeah, you're actually maybe being worse in some right. respects. <laughs> yes. Like so I think that makes it like and this will be like a hint at my ratings. I think it makes for really good parody. I think this movie does a good job making fun of a lot of aspects of the Disney and Pixar stuff. But quality-wise, it's this movie was super hard to sit through. It was so not there was like good there was it was like a classic kind of bad spoof movie where it's like every 10 jokes there was a really funny bit. And then it just would go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt most of the time. I do want to say Danny McBride in this movie. I think Danny McBride should do more voiceover work because he's really funny in this movie. And he dies way too quickly. And I really wish his character was in it the whole time. Yeah, seeing the that like uh, PTSD character was like he should have been like along on the journey with them. For the whole something. time. I, yeah, it yeah. didn't make any sense to get rid of him. Um Especially because it's a voiceover movie, so it's not like you're dealing with scheduling. You just, like, yeah. get him to come to his lines again. Like, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Also, this movie is, like, the most... Uh, it's, like, the most preachy movie I've watched in a long time. Like, we... Okay, this is a movie about religious existentialism. It was executive... Bill Maher was the executive producer. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Mr. Marr. Oh, I'm so Yeah, apologetic. he comes out as, like, he's a, an also a douche, and he's like, do you really <laughs> think that the big sky daddy is gonna help you? And they're like, you have to be nicer to us when you explain this. And he's like, oh my god, I learned my lesson. I have to be nicer to them when I explain this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just very preachy, and the whole back half of this movie is just, like, it's like script 101 the whole movie kind of felt like that where it was like it felt like they just opened up a screenplay how-to book and they just like traced it but with the words of this script if you know what i mean like they just like what's like the copying. save the cat thing yeah, or whatever yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> i wrote that in my notes actually boom see <laughs> yeah not great I did like the gum uh, Stephen Hawking character. That was another character I enjoyed. I enjoyed the gum yeah. Stephen Hawking. When the Hawking nerd thing. is like, mm, bitch, lit, <laughs> fam. Not those parts. That's so the, funny. The, him wheeling around and he's a little piece of gum and he looks, he's got glasses on. That's that's classic humor. That's classic. I did like when he's like, I am dexatride sodium glutamate. Mm. That, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That part was funny. There were some funny jokes. I can't remember any of them. I mostly remember it being like, I don't know, dude. The whole thing with like offensive comedy. This is probably a discussion we'll have more on this podcast. But just like the whole, I don't know. It's like. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Were line. you offended? You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's such yeah. a shitty defense. Yeah. 
of like yeah it's just stupid it just doesn't it's, it's like the thing with like offensive jokes like that it's it's not even necessarily that it's offensive it's that these jokes have been done so many times why are you still making these kinds of jokes like yes it's offensive but it's also so old at this point like God, it's, can't you come it up with like, new it's things just, to well, make this fun movie, of? Like you said, it's like it's just the premise, and it's yeah. like it's literally like they could have. Oh, what am I trying to say? Like the the idea of sentient food is a very riffable yes. premise, and it's just they put every riff they could think of into this movie like it's so easy to be like oh and there's uh german food and it's uh nazis and like and it, yeah, it's so yeah, many yeah, 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 you yeah. can and especially since it's animated you you it's there's like really no saying no to any idea because it's like you can just put it in there so easily um but they just did that with like but the, it was like the easiest connections they could it felt like right like it was like like you said like it's like german food they're nazis like they just like they did like the most straightforward jokes to everything. Uh, Mexican food. They have um, um rockas and, and uh, like, <laughs> like for real, like, uh, everything. It was like they just didn't think of any clever take on the idea of eating food or Marty, the idea the taco. of food in general. Marty, <laughs> yeah, I get, it. I get it. Or a hot dog and a bun having sex and them having sex. Yeah, is the, the bun, bun is slide. like the you know, pussy. Like... Their mouth is sideways, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy. Uh, there was a Coke Mentos joke in this movie, which I said, if I never see one of these again, it'll be too soon. And it, like, killed yeah. a person. Yeah, they, like, It, like, killed. exploded him. Like, it's he presumably, like... like, yeah, or, like, it filled his lungs until he the, asphyxiated. The rules, yeah, the rules in this movie, the world just scene. makes no sense. Yeah. Say, yeah, there legit fucking was. There was a what, Kelly? A rape scene. Where the was douche that? raped the oh, juice yeah. box. Jesus That's like his recurring <laughs> no. thing. Yeah. No, I'm not even talking about the juice box. I'm talking oh. about he raped the store clerk. Yeah, the the oh, they yeah. call him like the evil one or whatever. Yeah. Well, then there's two. So, yeah, there's like <laughs> yeah. basically two rapes. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And then, then there's, and then they like are like killing people at the end. And then there's like a giant orgy. Like it's truly, it's just I don't know. This movie, this there's a lot of id in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There was I also feel like, like you're right of... about the riffable aspect of it. Of just like they just went for every single joke they could try to jam in, and it does not work for me. I did not like yeah. it. Well, just because yeah. it's like I don't know. It's like think it's just. Like, it's it is something you would like talk about at the fucking lunch table with your friends yes. in middle school. What oh, if yeah. food was alive and like these are all like the riffs like it's it's like it's like if you're doing this premise it it's impossible not to get to these ideas but then it's like you have yeah. to go fucking further than like it's like it's it's like they spread out in all these different directions from that central point of the premise, and then like they did go in every direction, but they went to the first stop in every direction and no further. If they made the first old... stop in all these all in every all three sixty degrees, but they didn't go to stop two, three, four, or five after that. Yeah. If you're a 12 year old boy, you probably would love this movie. Oh like, yeah, and, and, oh, it's, and more power it's like to who you. It's written for it feels like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, written and made for they're just like kids are gonna wa- they're gonna love seeing this like this is because mm-hmm. it is it you know it's like the previous movie that had the highest grossing r-rated animated uh achievement was the south park bigger longer and uncut mm. 
and there's Team America when I was like in middle school, I think. Yep. So it's just like one of those movies where it's like I'm gonna you oh, gotta God. see this, dude. Yeah. This is uh leading me down I'm gonna say something controversial, especially for Kelly. <laughs> Which is, is uh adult animation and not like porn, but like animation for grown ups, like Well then why would it have like been porn. me? We're not talking about porn. Yeah, if you're not talking about hentai, Kelly's not interested. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some I'm water saying... while you while you riff on this Scott piece. All right, I guess it's because uh, I'm just making I'm just doing the bit of Kelly loves Adventure Time again, which is actually oh, more for kids. And I'm thinking of Rick and joke. Morty. I don't even think Kelly likes Rick and Morty that much, so you know what? I it's won't. Okay. I won't tease. But I will say that I will hold to my opinion that like adult animation, uh, it's not for me. It's 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 really not. It's because uh, it always turns. It's always like it's always it's always middle school. It's always for it, like yeah, teenagers yeah. where it's got one foot in childhood, one foot in adulthood, and it's just like um, the the joke. So often is it's funny because it's animated, and that's yeah. like never that. It's such a big crutch to lean on, which is why like. What if the cartoons did swearing? What if the cartoons knew as many references to 90s movies as I did? (laughs) You can do, like, kids' animation well to, like, uh, entice adults, like, I don't know, you know, keep adults captivated. Like, SpongeBob does it pretty well. I'm not a huge SpongeBob fan, but, like, there are are cartoons that are, like, designed for kids, and then there's cartoons that are, like, well-written and crafted, I feel like, for all ages. We've talked about them before. Miyazaki, right? Yeah, Miyazaki. That's the classic example. They're movies for all ages. You can... There's... Thematically, it works for kids and adults. Like, you can get something out of it. Yeah. I feel like it's also the extremes of, like, you either get the super raunchy ones, or you get, like, Animalisa, that Charlie Kaufman stop motion. Oh yeah, one, true. Where it's like way too serious. Or <laughs> like, even yeah. even the animation. fucking Miyazaki's are all like very heavy-handed yeah. themes. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like Princess Mononoke. Holy shit! Like people are getting their That's fucking like, arms chopped off and shit. That movie is like yeah. this is not a kids' movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like even in Rick and Morty. I think, like, when it first came out, everyone was just like, look at how many things are phallic. Like, look at how much of the yeah. design is phallic. And that's, like, I don't know. It's, it really depends on your taste. But I, I'm uh, not, like, a huge fan of a lot of Adult Swim shows. But at the same time, you don't watch those for the animation. Typically, you watch them for, like, the writing. But, like, Super Jail, <laughs> that's, like, an adult cartoon. Oh, like okay. I like Super Jail. It's the fucking mark of, like, this but is Super really Jail's gory so- and gross so crazy though yeah. Supergirl goes to like the extreme of like they're breaking reality completely they just don't even treat it like it's a thing Super Jail yeah. does like everything that fucking Sausage Party did except all the dumb parts and, and they do it in like 11 minutes yeah, yeah that too yep. Yep. you know it's funny I actually have been watching uh, Community for the first time and Community and Rick and Morty are so I, mean, I know it's because they're made by the same person they're so similar though but Rick and Morty is like really grating for some reason to me sometimes, and the part community I is like about, really entertaining. Oh, I I have a correction to where I said I the Kelly said that Community was back on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, it's not going to hold up. 
it holds up pretty good. It's no, pretty it does. Good. It's the first couple of seasons so are really good. I think. Yeah, the yeah. first like two and a half seasons are good. Yeah. Um, I'm but the thing so I hate about Rick and Morty is all the like, um, I'm gonna open the door. Like the the improvising, the commitment to improvising. They're going out of their way to show you they're improvising. Like when you're improvising, you don't say um five thousand fucking times in a row. And that's super. That's more Justin Roiland than it is. Dan Harmon. Yeah. Like, if you ever watch any behind-the-scenes footage, Justin Roiland is just like that in real life. It's just like... Mm-hmm. yeah, It's one of those people who, like, you kind of respect what they create, but also I don't want to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> like us, the host of Spoof Scoops yeah. and Novelty Songs. Yeah, you don't never, never meet, meet us. us. Yeah, never uh, meet this me. movie also has a little spoof of The Great Mouse Detective in it. There's a little... Uh, they do a balloon uh, chase sequence kind of thing, that, which is how Great Mouse Detective ends, which I thought... I am counting it as a spoof of that because that is also a movie where it's like an invisible world that is uh, where they get like have a big uh, spectacular end to it kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, that's just just a thing I wanted to bring up, I guess. All right. Very well. Um, did, uh, okay. Did they spoof. Um, I mean, there's tons of spoofs in this movie. I was going to say there it's is. like this saving Private Ryan spoof, on Andy. the beach or whatever. For sure. Yeah. The reveal at the end of the movie, the reveal that they're going to go into the real world because they oh are characters. Oh my god! Fuck that! What the fuck? Why? I'm do so excited. That? Well, because they're doing so a sequel, mad. obviously. That's oh, that's that where like so Scott's mad. idea of them. It's such a riffable concept, and they just did every riff possible. That's like where it comes to fruition, is because it just comes after like the big orgy scene, which was unnecessary. But like, yeah, I guess orgy I get it. Terrible. They wanted it to make so it happen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got a special guest, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's here. Oh, Mr. Rogen, I love your work. Minus sausage party. Let's talk. And then they all fuck. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then when they came up with, oh, we're gonna go in the real world to like kill us as the voice actors, they were like, per- put it down. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we That's just, how we end it. Cut. That's a rat, people. We are not gonna be flexible with the producers on this because. The producer was Seth Rogen, I think, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, also, famously, this movie uh, had a huge controversy where they underpaid and overworked all of the animators, and they got into huge trouble with about this. Uh, so fuck this movie. <laughs> and then we don't pay our animators as much as we should. <laughs> yeah, there was like an anime. I think the animation union was like trying to strike against them and shit. Or there was a, there was this was a huge thing. I remember. Uh, I mean, because like just months. imagine like you're working like sixty hours a week, like never seeing your family, like losing sleep, like your health is deteriorating. <laughs> for you're this hallucinating shit? hot dogs fucking each other. As a spoof, nine out of ten. I actually think this movie perfectly makes fun of Disney and Pixar movies. The weird religious elements of those movies are made fun of pretty well in this movie, and the saccharine motivations kind of. And I think overall this movie, as a spoof, works really, really well. So if you are just like, I need to see somebody take down Disney and Pixar, this is probably a movie you'll enjoy. But as a movie, 2 out of 10. There are a bunch of really good jokes in this movie, and I lightly chuckled at like a decent amount of it, but boy... Everyone involved has done better stuff. Everyone involved has been so much funnier than this movie. Uh, and this movie is like, it's just so heavy handed in how it makes fun of Disney. So like this, while it, the parody is like solid, it's just, there's no building from that. They just, they just do the parody and there's no like, 
It's like they didn't take a step further with anything in terms of like thinking through how to tell a good story or how to like make jokes funnier or enrich the characters or anything like that. It's just very flat the whole time. I wait, what did you rate it, Marty? Nine out of ten and two out of ten. <laughs> okay. As a spoof, I'll give it um a seven point five out of ten. Cause like on on paper, this it's really spoofing hard. On paper, mm-hmm. this is a, a great spoof. But then, like, yeah, like, in practice, it's, uh, it's, uh, everything I've already been saying for the past half hour. And then, <laughs> as a movie, yeah, like, fucking one out of ten. I can't believe I've seen this movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it on my own time, uh, like, I think, like, while I was doing homework or something like that. And it was just like, wow, this is, uh, Boy. very bad. And then I saw it was on the list, and I'm like, great, I can't wait for it. It's, it was just the truly the exact same experience twice in a row honestly it's one of those times where i put something on the list that i didn't want to watch but i'm like i think we have to do this one yeah i mean it's our due diligence i i I agree with what marty said just about it like really spoofing pixar and animated films in general in this day and age uh the animation is actually not that bad which is like yeah one of the like if it was bad i would have been so upset with this film but at least like that's watch isn't there a, like charlie sheen uh yes like, yes. Called, like food fight or something like that yes food fight I, it was made i don't know if you've ever seen that kelly it's like it's like all of the brands are in it so it's like um, mrs buttersworth yeah, yeah versus yeah, the yeah. Velasic pickles pelicans <laughs> yes yes they're all characters it's apparent the animation in it is like horrendous yeah yeah that's what made me think like of it that. yeah uh, but yeah, I would give it like, I, I think a two out of 10 as a movie, there's just not a lot there. If you're 13, you're going to love it. 10 out of 10 if you're 13. But <laughs> if you're older than that, it's just very like, like I said, it just leans so heavily on being raunchy is the joke. Like this shouldn't happen, which yeah. I'm not a fan of. And then seven out of 10 as a spoof. It, it's animated film. You can spoof anything you want. You can make fun of everything if you want to. Uh, it's kind of like if they really were going after like Disney Pixar that sort of stuff it would have been cool to see them use the Pixar's guide to storytelling in order to write this movie but Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that while you're high on weed I bet (laughs) (laughs) yeah what were these guys smoking and where do I get some (laughs) Kelly Uh, slipped in a PSA at the end of that I think No, if you want to smoke, go for it. I'm just giving just a little gentle ribbing for Rogan. I yeah, just keep your hands off of fucking uh, what's the script editing software? Celtics uh, or Final Draft or something like yeah, that. Keep yeah, keep Final Draft fucking closed if you're gonna toke up. <laughs> Guys, I think we also have our first Oscar winner, which I am I am marking in the spoof schedule right now. Oh my god. <laughs> First time what? we've given something equally have given something below a three out of ten. No, fucking. Uh, uh, I mean, American car, 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 car yeah. time. Super, super fast, and American Carol. I think both also have gotten it, but we we yeah. weren't counting it at the time. So I'm sorry. No, I think they that. retroactively. I'll see to it personally that they go in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The like a bounty hunter, I will fucking hunt them down and bring them to justice. <laughs> Marty, do you have a song for me and Scott? 
Kelly, I have a song for you because I think Scott's gonna get mad about this. Hey. This week's this week's novelty song is one of Scott's favorite things to cover: a parody sketch song. This one in particular <laughs> comes from the television program Documentary Now, who in their third season did a parody episode called Original Cast Album Co-op, a parody of Original Cast Album Company, which was a documentary covering the cast recording of Steven Sondheim's Company. The song that we are covering is called Christmas Tips. The concept of this song being uh, that the character played by Richard Kind is a doorman who has... uh, The the actor, sorry. The actor has breath control problems in the story. And so he gets some bad reviews, accusing him of nearly having a heart attack, and he decides, I'll just do the song and prove to you that I can do it fast. And with that, let's listen to Christmas Tips. One, two, three, I open the door, and I watch your lives and the things you do. So you better tip me, because I watch your lives. Mr. Adams, Mrs. Eve, this is your gift, I do believe. A tree planted in Tel Aviv for your marriage. Have you seen the the documentary that they're spoofing, Mart? No, I actually haven't, but I do want to see it. I want to see it, too. It's the. Did you see A Marriage Story? Uh, no, but it's like, he's sort of based on Sondheim, right? Well, it's just, he sings uh, a, son- a song from the original at the end of this. Company? Okay. Yeah. This is such a Mulaney. Yes, oh, a thousand percent, yeah. The whole episode is yeah. such a Mulaney episode. It's definitely Mulaney's a whole style episode. is just pointing out, like, very, very, very specific things that, like, everybody... It's the same... It was kind of, like, what was great about, like, Louis. Yeah. Hyper, hyper specific and kind of gross that, like, nobody talks about, but we all have experienced. Like, and so everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. And Mulaney does that, too, but he's also not, like, nasty about it. It's more like like yeah. awkward interactions that we all... No, it's also like well. the, the old timey stuff that Mulaney always references. Like in one of his, he just does a bit about how, like, hey, you want to go down to the harbor and wave at ships as they leave? <laughs> <laughs> like that shit that was just normal back in yeah. the 60s, I guess, 50s. Yeah. Or it's like, because we've all seen those pictures, but nobody thought, like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we yeah, all, nobody, know, yeah. but it's the, nobody is like, wave at ships. What is he talking about? Like, we all have seen those pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this is uh, I love documentary now so much, but I also it's like one of those things where it's like, well, now I want to see the original. Now I want to see what yeah. they're making fun of so hard. Uh, which I think is a the good show thing. is like the best parody. Yeah, <laughs> like I do think this show genuinely the way they they so perfectly mimic and make fun of the styles of the documentaries they do the tone. It's so good. The show is so consistently funny. Like, I think they really, truly know how to, like, bitingly make fun of something and also still show it love. So it, like, maintains that level of just, like, it really hurts to watch this, but also it's really fucking funny. They're paying it such it close attention sweet. to the form. They're, yes. they're making fun of the form as and and the characters, but they're actually, but the, and they make fun of the characters too, but like lovingly. They're like paying such, yes. you know what I mean? Like doing mm-hmm. an impression of somebody is like weirdly. Well, the, what do they say? Like mockery is the sincerest form of flattery or whatever, because it means yeah. you're paying attention. Like it means you're yes. like watching close enough to be able to make fun of them. I think the show's the best. I do think we should cover it at some point. It was part of the reason why I wanted to do this, because I think we should cover a full episode. But uh, Nope, not happening. I think Sorry, we can do Marty. a couple. <laughs> Juan likes rice and chicken. Damn, you're going to ruin the quiz. 
What? I don't, I'm going to get dominated in this quiz. You're going to get dominated. Uh, yeah, because I like the show. <laughs> oh, no. I like it, well, too. I just haven't, I just don't remember every title of yeah. everything. <laughs> this week's quiz for the novelty song, we're going to see if you can figure out the parody titles of the original documentaries here. So I'm going to give you the name of the original documentary, and then I'm going to give you three options and you got to tell me which one was the documentary now title. So, Scott already All right, got so you're going to name five songs and two are the right ones? <laughs> Three? I'll never let titles. you fucking live down. I know. <laughs> live down you making fun of me? I didn't no, do li- that. No, live down you not understanding How cool my rules. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's so, pretty petty. You know what? I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> For their parody of The Thin Blue Line was the name of the episode The Thin Brown Line, The Eye Doesn't Lie, or The Yellow Police Line. Kelly gets to guess first, and Scott so clearly knows these answers. I don't know this one. I want Scott to guess first. Okay. Yeah, Scott it'll, it'll honestly, because it, it might give Kelly an advantage. I want I think it's B. I'll go Which A. one was B? Oh, Scott got it. Yeah, <laughs> it was The Eye Doesn't Lie. For their parody of the showbiz classic The Kid Stays in the Picture, was it Lights, Camera, Drama, How the Slate Changed Hollywood, Backrooms, Closets, and Attics, Where I Hid My Skeletons, or Mr. Runner-Up, My Life as an Oscar Bridesmaid? B. Kelly guesses B? Scott? Uh, I'll go A. It was C, Mr. Runner-Up, My Life as an Oscar Bridesmaid. And finally, their parody of Euro Dreams of Sushi. <laughs> Kelly was can go it? first. <laughs> okay, good. Was it Juan Likes Rice and Chicken? Hmm. Was it Gili Dreams of Versace? <laughs> or was it Marty Also Dreams of Eating Sushi? I mean, I'm dreaming of sushi right now, but I'll go with A. Oh, Kelly got it right. You guys tied. Wait, oh, that's yeah, amazing. I guess. Okay, I'll go Scott, see. you guys. Oh, it wasn't C. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Euro, Yuri dreams of Versace. Yeah, that's. <laughs> can we can we explain that story, or is it just no. too long of a thing <laughs> for really no payoff? It's too long of a thing. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll hey, we had afterwards. a coworker named Yuri who used to sing that Migos song Versace a lot. It ain't that hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And Scott said Yuri dreams of Versace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good joke. Thanks, man. Kelly, what? Do you have a novelty product for us? I do. It's just a candle. You know. Oh, what the hell? Thought uh, I'm I, mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. Thought it'd be nice just to have a normal oh, candle. I can't see. Wait. Aaron <gasps> Rodgers on it. Oh my God. Where's he going? There, he's a. Uh, someone superimposed his face over Jesus very classy yeah but i'm asking is he headed to any certain location uh the bowl yeah (laughs) i mean yeah always he's always in route we're still working on it you know how it is yeah it's been a long time coming for them to make it to the the bowl though yeah but still regardless that's where they're going (laughs) you're due for one we're due for one it's been like what a decade it's not about so it's about the journey not the bowl <laughs> the bowl is the friends you make along the way 
Uh, it's a votive candle, which I just Ooh. found out today. So it's a candle that looks like Jesus. You write, you light them to pray. It's like yeah. a sim- symbol yes. of prayer and uh, I don't know. I guess trying to touch the afterlife or some bullshit. I don't fucking. It's not, so it's not sacrilegious. It's not my thing. Well, it, fit, it fits right in with sausage party. Perfect. It really does. This is exactly <laughs> why I brought it. Yeah, I was going to say, this is just, this is a spoof of, like, Hispanic Catholic culture. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's Hispanic necessarily. I think, I think they're, the candles themselves are very popular in that culture, but it's, these candles, like, originated in, I think, Europe, like, a long, long time ago. Gotcha. Just I'm like, just saying. I feel like it's it is because you find these like I don't know. We can maybe cut this out because I'm being a little no, bit of this a downer. Is why. I'll Scott. Legit, it's all right. Legit, I get legit, it. Legit. You go into like the gift shop of fucking beans and barley, and everybody's to, like buying like the the mother of dragons on there. Like, and it's yeah. uh, it if is like one, it's based off of like it's. I feel like it's like a little culturally or like religiously, and you know what I mean. Like if you had like a a, a, a Packers menorah, it's like. <laughs> Wouldn't oh, that be yeah. a little weird? Like, um, yes. I do have a Packers menorah. What's weird about that? <laughs> if only one of the co-hosts of this show was raised Catholic. If only one of us was raised Catholic, we could ask them about this. Yeah, we get their anecdotal we one one person's opinion. How if many only. Aaron Rodgers was Jesus candles did you have in your house oh, growing boy. up, Marty? Zero. I can tell you that this is blasphemous, and I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, whatever. I, hey, I am man. Like, uh, <laughs> I haven't lit it yet. I almost lit it this past year. I made a post on Facebook asking if I should light it for one of their playoff games, and I didn't. I think I said you should. I think most people said I should, and then I was like, nah, I can't. Cause I, what if it works? I'm not Does a superstitious it... person, but when it comes to sports, I am a superstitious. Yeah, person. you are. Well, and you then if, that's the thing is, if you light it and they win, then you got it. Then then you're gonna burn through that candle. It's pretty soon you got a whole crate. Yeah. Just taking up room in the house. That's true. It's, it's to true. an extent. So yeah. Are you gonna do it for the Niners game? Um, it was their first game in the playoffs. I don't. It oh, wasn't okay. the Niners game. No, it wasn't that game. So uh, you should have for the Niners game because they were definitely going to get their ass kicked, and they. I knew they were going to get their ass kicked help. in the Niners game. We already had a preview of that in November earlier that year. Yeah, it was so, rough. Yeah, I love uh, my Niners. Oh, your Niners, <laughs> Scott's that That's true. Valley Scott's boy. hometown team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that team, the 49ers. <laughs> oh, I love man. the way they play football and everything they do. The 49er miners. Yeah, I love following their career. (laughs) I love following their team. And I love looking at the stats of their team and saying those are good stats for the team to have. (laughs) Real heartbreaking loss for you this year. Oh, you're telling me, Kel. Heartbreaker. Yeah, when you lost to the the Houston Oilers in the Super Bowl, boy, that was tough. Yeah. Now... Marty, I know that's a fake team, and you're trying to reveal that Ah. I don't know about football, but what I do know about football. Hold on. Houston Oilers were a real team. They no longer are. Of course. That's, yes. We were talking about the big game. You stole the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was talking about the big game. 
I played it on Madden as the Houston Oilers against the San Francisco 49ers. Okay? Yeah, I think NFL Blitz. I like. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Scott's fake fandom for the 49ers more than I enjoy Marty's real fandom for the Jaguars. Yeah, <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. I feel just like I ask you so this fun. once a ah. year, but just why are you into this random ass fucking team from nowhere oh. you've been before? The funniest well, part is that they're the second smallest market team in the NFL, so you yes. can't say that you want to be. A, I don't know. Like maybe no, you can. I, I, no. Maybe you can be like, I, I just like that they're small market, but you no. have the Packers right here. If that's no. the case. I lived, I grew up two hours from Lambeau Field. Uh, guys, it was simple. I, much like we were talking about uh, last week or this week on the show, uh, I grew up as wanting to be a contrarian and I did not want to be a Packers fan growing up. And so at the time, oh. the Jaguars were a really, really good team. And they were brand new, so it was really sexy to be, like, to me, in my fucking adult child brain. I w- it was like, oh, this will make me unique and special that I'll like the Jaguars. And then they immediately, the year after I started liking them, started sucking super hard, so, yeah, and they have never come stop back Stop liking it. them, then. No, I'm committed! Because I've cared about the team for so long oh that if God. I give up now, it's like, yeah. what were all what of those What was it years- all for? It's, you, all, it's the gambling as fallacy. Up, as soon as you give up, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's the thing. I And by the way, the year that I almost, I was like so checked out from the NFL, which was t- the 2017 season. Yeah. That was the year they actually made it to the AFC Championship game and should so have close. made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and it broke my heart because I was like so ready to be done by the team. And then they were really good and they almost went all the way. All right. When football me. comes back, you don't have to stop liking the Jaguars. What we're going to do is put you in a medically induced coma until <laughs> they win and we're gonna wake you up for the second honestly, half of the super bowl that year honestly sounds great that would be perfect for yeah me. i'm into that too to and it's it. not even not even as like a football thing just like a really long nap sounds real good right now <laughs> oh you're telling me kelly that's the, i got that's, a couple coconuts yeah. <laughs> nope. thanks for Kelly's listening real. to spoofs goofs and novelty songs <laughs> 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 we really appreciate it <laughs>